0: Hey, everybody, faith family. Well, we're coming to you. uh, This is the first time I ever sent out an email that says, don't come to church. And uh, it is unusual times that we're having for everyone, isn't it? Um, We're praying for you. uh, It's good to see you on, at least on our computer screens and be able to fellowship together through these Zoom meetings. We hope that we'll keep them up. Throughout the weeks uh, ahead of us, Uh, you know, we're living in unprecedented times, and that song that we just sang Jesus, you're the way maker, you're the miracle worker, you're the promise keeper, you're the light in the darkness. We need to hold on to who God is and uh, understand that and trust Him in these days ahead. Uh, I don't know about you, but Uh, There's been times when I'm just doing just fine, and then there's other times when I'm struggling, Uh, and sometimes my emotions and uh, anxiety or fear can creep into my life. I'm sure that can happen in your life as well. Uh, We're living in New York City area. It's uh, one of the hardest hit with this coronavirus right now, and so there's a lot of uh, lot of news that we get every day, uh, different scenarios, different situations. And we can be thinking, uh, what's going to happen? What's the future like? Um, When am I going to be able to uh, sit down and hug my grandchildren or um, stop, uh, you know, this uh, social distancing in such a way that uh, we have to disrupt uh, some of our family time, some of our uh, a lot of things have changed. Uh, people are working from home now. Um, it's it's different. It's a different type of uh, normal that we're in right now. And um, But I want to tell you and I want to encourage you that God is with us in this, even though it's all new to us. And uh, so I've been thinking about just what it's like. And so I put my Mr. Rogers uh, sweater on today. And I wanted to, uh, you know, I'll model that for you. Oop, there's my stomach. Watch out. So, uh, but I did want to share with you, uh, this illustration. I went outside in my backyard and I took some, uh, picked up some rocks and, uh, I put them in this jar. I don't know if you could see it. They're in the bottom of the jar, and I filled it with water. And um, this jar, I think, represents can represent our world uh, back then in uh, 2019, when, before the virus hit us, or even uh, the, the normal it used to be, uh, when uh, we didn't have this uh, thought of this pandemic even uh, attacking our families or uh, our communities, um, and the fear of that. And so, um, so this jar is, um, can represent even our inner life. And uh, when things begin to happen in our lives, such as this pandemic, which is unprecedented, it's happening to everybody everywhere, we can begin to be shaken. And you know what's gonna happen when I begin to shake this jar because I had this uh, jar shaken uh, before uh, last night, but I'm gonna shake it a little bit. And you see what's happening here as I shake this jar more and more. And a lot of times this is what's happening to us when we get different news, when we hear different things that are going on. It clouds our perspective and how we're seeing things. And a lot of times, it's our life begins to be cloudy and quite messy, kind of like this jar here. And it's difficult to see really how things are, or see where God is at work, even in our world today, uh, when things are like this. But I'm going to put this down. It's getting kind of heavy. But uh, what do you do in situations like that when uh, your your senses seem scattered? And um, it's difficult uh, to really sense the presence of God or understand um, and really have uh, the faith that will hold you and stabilize you. And I think at times like this, we need to stop and be still before the presence of the Lord. And this is something I think God is teaching the church worldwide, that uh, We need to come under his lordship, his protection, his care. And our faith is being tested at this time all over uh, the world. uh, I believe your faith is being tested. My faith is being tested. Who do I really trust in? Uh, Who do I really believe in? And uh, we know that we can't put our trust just in man. We can't put our trust in our finances. 401 s became 201 s and maybe they're going to become 101 s right now. So uh, where do we put our trust? We need to put our trust in God. Look at Psalm 46, verse 10. It says this. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. If you read Psalm 46, it starts off, uh, you know, that God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. And even though things may be shaken, God is there. Even though things may seem like this in our life, like this jar, uh, all muddied water, uh, if we can calm ourselves before the Lord, if we can go before his presence, he can bring order and uh, peace into our life. Do you remember when the disciples entered uh, the storms with Jesus? There's a couple of times in the Gospels that the disciples were there with Jesus. And one time in a storm, he was sleeping in, uh, in the boat uh, while they were uh, scared and terrified. And uh, Jesus got up and he rebuked the storm. And they were in awe because he was able to just say, peace be still. And the, the storm was calm. Uh, he allowed them to go through the storm to test their faith. And then he also revealed who he was, that he was greater than the storm. He was greater than anything. And I believe in these days ahead, we have to understand that Jesus, he is greater than even this uh, uh, coronavirus that we're facing right now. And uh, he is not worried. He is not Mm -hmm. fearful. He is in control. Uh, And he is the safest person to go to right now and we need to submit our lives to him. My son-in-law was sharing, and he said, uh, you know, Jesus is not infected with the coronavirus, and he's the safest one that we can go to, and he wants us to come into his presence. We don't have to keep a social distance with Jesus. We can keep, he wants us to be close to him. He wants us to allow him to embrace us and strengthen us, even in the midst of our fear, even in the midst of our anxiety or concerns. Do you remember the other time that Jesus was on the storm? It was when Peter said, Lord, let me come out and walk on the water with you. If it's really you, let me come out. And Jesus says, come, come. And then Peter started to walk on the water. But when he looked at the wind and the waves, what happened? He started to sink. Now, did Jesus just let him go underwater? No, he grabbed him and he pulled him up and he pulled him onto the boat. But he did say something to me, He said, "Well, you know all oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And so what Jesus is saying to us right now, I believe he's speaking to the church right now. Trust me, even in this, even in your fear, even in the struggles that you're facing, even right now. Bring your scattered senses into the mm-hmm. presence of the Lord and focus on him. Settle in your heart that you can go into His presence and that he could be your strength today. I was talking to a friend this week, and he was saying, I have a trouble hearing God's voice, and I wanna hear it, but it's just the problems that are going around me are just so loud and they're screaming at me. And it's very hard for me to hear what God is saying. And then I said, well, what did you do? He said, well, I I just tumbled myself before the Lord, and then I, I got quiet. And then I just listened. And what God did is uh, he began to give me all these promises in his word, like, I've got this under control. Trust me. Do not be afraid. I'm your shepherd. I said, well, and he shared with me, he said, but I didn't hear God speak. I only heard uh, these verses. And I said, well, that's God speaking to you. You know, he takes his word, and he applies it to our lives, and we remember it, and it's his promise, and we hold on to him, and that is God's voice to you. He said, but he didn't tell me what to do to fix the situation I was in, and a lot of times, God doesn't tell us what to do. He just tells us, be still. Know that I am God. Trust me in this, and place your faith in me. Now, I hope that you'll do that. You know, as we were looking at these, uh, at the scriptures in Hebrews last week and and chapter 11 of Hebrews, today I want to look briefly at chapter 12 in Hebrews. And I just want to read a few of these verses to you. If you have your Bibles, you could turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18. And it talks about, Hebrews talks about um, when God is... uh, shaking things. And um, also the book of Hebrews compares Moses to Jesus. And he says, Moses was a great leader, but Jesus is the Lord. He's even better. It prepares an old covenant to a new covenant. He said the old covenant, it taught us about who God is, his holiness, but the new covenant tells us about God's love and talks about his holiness and how we're accepted through Jesus' uh, death on the cross and the new covenant he made. And then it compares the places where God's people used to go. And for, for God's people in the Old Testament, when they first encountered God in his holiness, they went up to Mount uh, Sinai. And it says this, but you have not come to a mountain that cannot be touched, that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom and storm to a trumpet blast." Or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them, because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an angel touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I'm trembling with fear. That's where God gave the Ten Commandments when he gave the law and displayed his holiness and was calling people to turn away from sin. It was a terrifying thing when they saw all the glory of God, or just a glimpse of the glory of God, they were terrified. But the scripture says, where we come to, the book of Hebrews says, uh, but you've come to Mount Zion, you've come to the very presence of God, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, you've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. And look at what it says here. To the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven, you've come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of righteous people made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. And so, what the writer of Hebrews is saying, this is what was happening back in Moses' time, but this is what is happening now that every person called by God, who believes and trusts in him, can come into the very presence of God and very into the very throne room of God, surrounded by angels. We can't see him, but we can, we can sense his presence, even in times like this. And then it says this, verse 25, verse, uh, chapter 12, See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused to warn them on earth, how much less will we, if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And then this is the verse that we can have here in Hebrews chapter uh, 12, verse 27. I think we have it up here. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us worship God acceptably with reverence and offer. Our God is a consuming fire. See, God is allowing the shaking to go on right now. He didn't create the coronavirus, but He's allowing it to happen and it's shaking the financial markets of the world, it's shaking the nations, uh, it's shaking our future. It's uh, shaking our, 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 and testing our faith right now. But if we place our faith, if we decide to go into the presence of the Lord, I want to tell you and I want to encourage you that we can find his peace there. We can find his joy there. We can find his love. We can find his hope to face whatever we may have to face in the future. And so God is calling us to himself. But you know, he's also taking out all the things that maybe we had trusted in before in our lives. It could be our finances, it can be our career, it can be our family, it can be everything else but him. And those things that are created are being shaken so that what cannot be shaken remains. And what cannot be shaken is the Lord himself. He's never shaken. His word and his promises never shake. And those are the things that we hold on to. And so God is always inviting us into his kingdom, and he wants to invite you into his kingdom that cannot be shaken as you walk by faith, as you trust him. Jesus always talked about the kingdom of God, and this is what he said. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And what he was saying is, when we are humble and pour in spirit and say, Lord, I need your help right now. I need your peace. I need you to calm my fears, my anxiety. I need you to protect my family, my loved ones, the people that we're praying for. When we come to him poor in spirit, then we begin to receive his presence, his peace, and enter into his kingdom in a more tangible and real way than ever before. Jesus even prayed about the kingdom of heaven and us to experience the kingdom of heaven on earth. And this is what he said. You know what he prayed. Maybe you could pray it with me. In Matthew 6, 9 and 10, it says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. I just want to share one more story with you. In the Midwest, when huge snowstorms and blizzards came into the plains, up into northern Montana and those areas like that, farmers and ranchers would take a rope and they would tie one uh, end of the rope to the door, the other end of the rope to their barn where they uh, kept their animals and their livestock. And then what they would do when the storm came, a blizzard came or a dust storm came and they couldn't even see their uh, hand in front of their face, they would hold on to that rope. And that rope would take them and guide them to the place they wanted to go, either to the barn or back home. And uh, if they if they hung on to that rope, no matter even if they couldn't see what was going on, they had that as a guide, holding them, keeping them. And I want to tell you the same thing is true for us as we go through this difficult time and season right now. And we hear so many different stories uh, and uh, the what-ifs that could happen. Um, And it's a serious time. But we need to hold on to the promises of God and the presence of God. And we need to come humbly before him and calm ourselves before him and, and, and seek his face in these days ahead. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 and 19 in the Message Bible says this, we who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. You know, we have an unbreakable spiritual lifeline to God through the power of the Holy Spirit The word of God and the promises of God. It's a spiritual, unbreakable lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God. Now, we're not going to a home or a barn. We're going into the very presence of God when we pray, and He's there. And it says this We go into the very presence of God where Jesus, running on ahead of us, has taken up His permanent post as high priest for us. In the order of Melchizedek. But what it's saying is, Jesus is the one who has gone before us. Jesus has experienced everything that we're experiencing right now. And he's the one that will lead us and guide us in these days ahead. So I want to just end with this hold on to him. And these are three things that you can do. You can hold on, first of all, to his promises, hear what he is saying to you in these days. You may be able to uh, uh, just take some time, read through some psalms or in the or in different books of the Bible, the New Testament, something that will hold you during this time and that you can hold on to those promises. I have several that I've uh, shared with you today. Psalm 46, verse 10. Even Psalm 23 is a very familiar passage. And then even the next thing to do is pray. Pray the Lord's Prayer, but pray it slowly. It's his prayer that he gave us for times just like this. And say it slowly, our Father, meaning that you're in relationship. He is your Father. You are his child. He loves you. He sees what's going on, and he wants you to trust him and hold on to him and go through that prayer slowly. Many of you have memorized it, and if you have not yet, memorize that prayer, and then say it slowly, and then pause, and think about it, and then just open up with your own heart and mind to God about each phrase, what each phrase means, and then the last thing is his presence. God wants to manifest his presence in our lives today. As we humbly come before him, and as we pause, and as we say, Lord, I wanna be still. I wanna be still. It's already starting to clear up a little here. Probably take about 12 hours to clear up this jar. But you're beginning to see that even in this just a short time of this message, that God is beginning to calm things in that jar. And he's the same one that can calm our hearts. Bring us peace in his presence in times like this. Because of Christ, we don't even have to fear death. He's conquered death. He conquered sin. He conquered Satan. And what the enemy has meant for evil, he can turn to good. And so I want us to pray, especially uh, as we intercede at the end of this uh, time here, I want us to pray especially for our healthcare workers and first responders and people that are, are dealing with this um, virus up close and putting themselves at risk. Uh, let's also take every precaution to stay isolated uh, in our homes, not to go out and either catch the virus or uh, spread the virus because what we want, we don't want to put any undue pressure on our healthcare workers. And so this is a time when I believe our government and what God is saying is stop, be still, trust in me, and come into my presence. And that may mean coming into God's presence with your family, with taking every precaution and praying together. So God bless you. I encourage you. And uh, now I'm going to turn this back over to George, and he's going to, um, uh, let me just pray for us right now and uh, before we end. And um, and then I'll turn it over to George. Father, we come before you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because you are our Father who's in heaven. And Lord, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done. And may your kingdom come, that kingdom that is righteous, that kingdom that is full of love, that is full of peace, that is not worrisome or fearful. That kingdom where we dwell with you and we have a sense that you're in control in our lives. And so, Lord, we come and we ask that you would reign and rule in our hearts, in our families, in our loved ones, those that we're separated from right now. Lord, we pray your peace, your presence, Lord, your hand to be upon them. And we thank you. We thank you that we can trust you in these days, even in these dark times because we're holding on to you. We're holding on to your promises and your presence. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.